Let's give a hallelujah for the speaker this morning. Come on, let's praise him. Oh, you've been good. You've been so good. Woo! Ah, God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Glory, hallelujah, Lord God. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've been my mother. You've been my father. You've been my brother. You've been my sister. You've been everything. My healer, my deliverer, my keeper, my strength, my joy, my peace. You are my everything. And Lord, we thank you. I know that's right. Lord, we thank ah. you. Lord Woo. God, we thank you. We give glory unto the Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank God for being in the house of worship. Yeah. One more time. We have gathered together in this place to lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And to hear what the Lord has to say to us today. We praise God for our pastor, for our Mother Fluellen, for our ministers of the gospel, for our deacons, our trustees, and just everybody in their perspective places. We thank God for all of you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we surrender ourselves totally and completely unto you. Lord, oh God, that not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. Lord, our word come from you. God, if you don't give me a word, then there is no word to be said. But God, whatever you send to us together, let your anointing be upon it, oh God, that hearts to touch, minds are renewed, and lives are changed. And God, that we will walk therein all that you presented unto us. Give us an ear to hear what you have to say, oh God, and receive it within ourselves. We thank you, we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated because I'm gonna teach from the word that I'm going to read to you today. We thank the Lord. And today we are in the house of the Lord and we are here to worship and to praise and honor the Lord. And first of all, I'd like to ask you a question. Is your life hidden in Christ? Is your life hidden in Christ? How long has it been since you took an inventory? Uh, in the book of Amos, the message today is going to come from Colossians, the third chapter, and some other verses. But in uh, the book of Amos, God sent the Israelites, he gave them a plumb line. And what the plumb line was, uh, it's a, from what I understand, it's a spring, and it has a piece of metal on the bottom. And what it hangs down, but the metal keeps it scraped. And the reason for the plumb line was to measure them to see how they were doing in their relationship with him. And here I am going to talk about today a, what you call a plumb line, per se. I looked at it as a plumb line. Because what the plumb, it's principle, what it really is, is principles that has been given to us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ to walk therein. And as we measure our walk in God and we examine ourselves, 
it tells us how we are doing in God, whether we are walking according to the will of God or whether you're, we are not. And for that reason, a lot of times we need to read the word of God so we can take some inventory to see how we line up. Won't be no shouting today, y'all, unless you just really want the word of God. Okay. What it says is Paul, in turn, sent a letter to the Colossian church. Paul had not never been to the Colossian church, but the church was established. And with people visiting Paul in prison, he heard about the church was established. And what he wanted to do was send them, send them some information, some principles to live by so that their lives would demonstrate Jesus Christ and as they proceed in Christ and be called believers in Christ, that they were doing according to the word of God and not cause conflict or damnation to the body of Christ. Okay. So here we look at us, and that's why I say, have you taken a uh, inventory? Are you standing in anybody's way from coming to Christ? Is somebody looking at you? What you're doing, how you're living, and are they following, accepting your example and say you are of Christ and you're walking in the will of the Lord? Are they looking at you and saying, if that's what Christ is about, then I don't want that. And what it is for the believers in Christ, we are an example. Here, we as the believers are the example for how Christians are to live, or the kind of life we should have. We have been studying the children of Israel a lot lately. The children of Israel, they were a nation that was chosen to demonstrate to other nations who God was and the love of God and how good God was to give them an illustration of who God was, to identify. So now, are we identifying with Christ in our everyday life living, or are we identifying with the world? Okay, so the world says, if then ye are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, but Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Set your minds on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So that when Christ, who is our life, appear, that you also appear with him in glory. First of all, your mind set should have been changed. As a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, your mindset should be on heavenly issues, not on worldly issues. Your speech and your talking should also be heavenly talk and not worldly talk. Not idle talk, but the things that illustrate Jesus Christ. Because that's who we represent. And then it goes on and he says, uh, therefore, put, therefore put to death your members. And, and one of the virgins says, modify. Put to death your members which are on earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is greed and envy and jealousy, 
which is adultery, which is witchcraft. Because of these things, the wrath of God has come upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourself once walked in them. Okay. So what happens is you in turn have stepped out of the world. You've made a decision, I am going to walk with God. And in making that decision to walk with God, which means your life should have some changes. When we were in the world, we were full of envy and strife and lust, and we just wanted things our way. Fornication, we didn't have a problem with fornication. We didn't have a problem with a downtrack. We didn't have a point with a problem with being envy and jealous. We didn't have a problem with dealing in witchcraft. We had no problem with that. But that is not who you are now. So Paul said these things you should modify, put them to death, kill them. When you modify something, it's like you take a dead person and you take them to the funeral home. And at the funeral home, they do the necessary uh, uh, to take out the body and then modify them and fix them up away because they're dead. Before you came to Christ, you were dead. You had no life. You were walking, but you were dead. Now that you're in Christ, you are, should be alive unto Jesus Christ. The list that we just read is about the flesh. These are fleshly things. But yet, we need to be uh, get rid of those things. And this is where the blood of Jesus comes out. No, everybody don't change at the same time. And yes, some of us struggle with different things. But you know what? That ain't no excuse. Because the blood of Jesus washes us, cleanses us, sanctifies us, makes us whole. These are the things that you work out to get out of your life. But the point is we love to satisfy our flesh. We love to please our flesh. So a lot of these things that are holding us back, we want to hang on to them because we get pleasure out of them. And you know, a lot of time, even in the fornication and adultery and all that, we find ourselves in relationships and we've been in them so long until so we come into the knowledge of Christ. But yet, still, we didn't count up the cost and we don't want to make any changes. So we just say, let it be acceptable. And we just keep walking in and say, well, I've been with this person for so long. We've been years together. And you think it is okay. But the word of God says no. You need to make some changes in your life. And if you're slipping and dipping and sliding all over the place, having extra relationships on the side, that's not according to the will of God either. God is not pleased with us. That. that is not the life you ought to be living. And demonstrate in Christ. Oh, I, I, I have feelings. Yeah, you have feelings. But I want you to tell you, God can control. 
those feelings if you allow him to do so. Silas been dwelling dead in 2021. Never had anybody else. Did not for anybody else. You need to deal with it. You carry it to God. God can keep you. Ain't no such thing that God can't keep you. God can keep you. You just have to want to be kept. So there is no excuse for somebody to come sleeping with you that don't belong to you. The woman at the well, Jesus said you had all of the seven, whatever husbands, and the one you got now ain't yours. So let me tell you something. With your slipping and dipping and diving, God already know. Yes, he does. You're not hiding from God. Horrible. He knows the thoughts. God knows what you do. Some of us give up our relationship with God for just a couple minutes of satisfaction. That's right. That's right. And then you end up paying for it for the rest of your life. That's right. Is it worth it? And you're thinking nobody see you. But people are seeing you. Isn't that deacon whatever? Isn't that brother whoever? Isn't that sister whoever? What are they doing coming out of there at this time? Are you going to walk with God? Or are you not going to walk with God? And then it goes on the next day, it talks about the heart stuff. But now ye, now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, having no respect for God or the sacred things of God, filthiness, cursing, profanity, all the different language that flows out of your mouth. And he turned around and said, lie not to one another. No self-control. Just anything come out of your mouth. Do everything that you want to do. Always angry with somebody. The least snap of a button, you go off the deep end. Where is the God that was supposed to be keeping you? You got so many people killing people today. Scheming. Killing. Murder. Every time you turn around, somebody is being shot. A body is being found here. A body is being found over there. A body is in the trash. The body is all over the place. Anger. People are so angry now. So angry. Oh, God. Have no respect for other people's lives. Some of us have no respect for people's feelings. The Bible said that Satan goes around two and four all over the place seeking who he can destroy. And a lot of us are playing right into the enemy trap. Hallelujah, Lord. Somebody say something, you out of turn, you go back at them on a turn. They say something else to you. You say something else to them. And this whole conversation is going on. Next thing you know, it's totally out of here. Because this is how the enemy works. 
He's deceptive. He don't come at you at the forefront. He don't just come right at you. He hides. Like he did Eve. He make you seem like things are wrong. He make you seem like things are one way. And it's not that way at all. Very deceptive. Well, what did she say? And you know, when you ain't got good hearing, the enemy play a trick on you. It causes you to hear what you didn't hear. Well, did they really say that? I'm going to go get them. Or you come up with something else snappy. God wants us to pay attention. He wants us to be sober, vigilant, paying attention. Oh, God always on watch. Satan ain't out here to help us. He's out here to destroy. But Paul wanted this church to grow in Christ. He wanted them to have all the opportunities and everything they need to demonstrate who God is. Because when you demonstrate who Christ is, your life pulls on somebody else's life. If you're reaching out for somebody in your family member to be saved, they watch you. They watch you at home, and they may never say a word. They just might watch you when you ain't setting. They pay attention to your attitude, how you are. They pay attention to how you respond to people. They pay attention to the, 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 the facial expression. They pay attention to everything that is good. They look at you. And they may never say a word. But they will come to the conclusion that if God is like that, then I don't want nothing to do with God. If they have that kind of attitude, because I ask you a simple question, and you got that kind of attitude, I don't want nothing, I don't want nothing to do with that God. Because it seems that that God didn't do anything for that person. And that's why I say we are the examples of Christ. We represent Christ. We are his example of who he is. And it says the tree is known by the fruit it bears. If you are an apple tree and you pulling grapes off your tree like you some kind of grape harvest, you are, you got a problem. So as Christians are, 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 are unsaved watching us, and we are saying to them, come on to the church house. We, the Lord is here. The Lord blesses. us. The Lord heals. us. The Lord delivers. us. And then you come and they watch you and they're paying attention to you. They don't, may not say a word and say, I don't think so. We are going to be held accountable. For the souls that would have come to Christ. And we in turn cause them to go the other way. But Paul goes on. Since he had put, on, put off the old man and his deeds. And I put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge. According to the image of him who created him. Your old man is dead. Stop saying, well, this is just who I am. 
Stop saying this is who God made me to be when you are supposed to be walking in Christ. Stop using it as an excuse to be mean, grumpy, and ignorant. Stop it. That's the devil that is in you. The old man has not yet left you yet. So that the new man can come in. The Bible says that old and new cannot stay in the same place together. One is going to kick out the other. If you decide you don't want the new, then the old ain't coming in. And another thing, we got a lot of people who don't seek God. They're not seeking God. They're afraid of God. You know, like the children of Israel, when they went to the mountain and God wanted them to identify with him. And when God spoke, they couldn't hear and stand God. To hear what God had to say, they told Moses, Moses, we will hear you. Let God talk to you. And then uh, you talk to us. And they got into all so much trouble because they never identified with who God was. If you don't seek God, if you don't get into God's word, if you don't read God, if God don't change your mind, if God don't change your heart, you'll never identify with Christ. You'll never change. Transformation comes from the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. And the renewing of your mind comes from reading the word of God. Yes. Take my yes. yoke upon you and learn of me. Hallelujah. My yokes are easy. Uh -huh. My, burdens, My are burdens are light and free. So if you don't never get in the word, never spend time in the word, how are you going to know what God's principles are? How are you going to know how to walk with God? Hallelujah. How are you going to know how to react with God? You know what the strange thing is for a lot of people? They know the promises God and like when it says um, the word of God says if I ask God for anything he'll give it to me. They know that. And then another one they know is if there's a, 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 a things come after you, that God will raise a standard in front of me. And he'll keep me and, and lead me and guide me. And he'll be there with me. God said if I get in trouble, if I call him, he'll be there. But the part that you're missing, what the word of God said and to, to the disciples, if you walk in me and I walk in you, ah. if you do my will. Oh, bless him. Oh, bless him. You can ask what you will. That's right. There's a price there. And he said, I'll do it for you. We can ask God for all these other things. We can learn or hear when God says, I'll bless you. You can hear when the prophet comes and say, oh, uh, the Lord is going to give you a car. Or the Lord is going to increase your bank account. You can hear all of that. But you cannot hear when the word of God comes and says, you need to change your dirty, filthy ways. We can't hear that part. We turn deaf air. Ah, my God, my God, my God. But the word of God said, let them that have an ear, let them hear what the spirit of the Lord said. And you know, God only increase your hearing when you want to hear. The disciples asked Jesus once, 
Why do you speak to them in parable? Uh -huh. The word was there, but you know what he said to them? Because those that, I mean, the word of God is hidden. Like you have secrets or like you go into a club. If you're in your, in, in your club, what happens in your club is you have your secret signs. And nobody else knows what they mean but you. But if you join the club and come a part of the club, then you learn all the secrets of the club. If you want to know what God is saying, and if you want to hear what God is talking about, and if you want wisdom and knowledge and understanding from God, then you need to get into God's word. And then you need to seek God and ask the Lord, what does this mean? What are you saying to me? Oh, God. Sometimes you have to read it. Read it, reread it, read it, read it I some more, reread it, take it, write it out, dissect it, analyze it, look up some scriptures, find some, revel some, some reference to get what God is really saying. Hallelujah. But some of us are so lazy. Woo. So lazy. My God, my God. We want what God has to offer us, but we don't want to follow after. Let's go on. And then he said, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, he said, put on tender mercy. My God. How many merciful people we have? He said, have kindness. How kind are you? Humility. How humble are you? Hallelujah, Lord God. Meekness. Uh -huh. Long suffering. Uh -huh. We don't want to suffer long. We want God to take care of things right now and right here. That's right. We don't even want to go through the process. Yes. Hallelujah, Lord God, so God can teach us a few things. Uh -huh. You know what? If you never had no problem, you'll never know God can solve a problem. That's right. Your assurance of who God is is when he deals with you or things he do for you as you're going through different things in your life. And that assurance comes because once God do it, you know about, nobody did it but God. You have the assurance that there is a God. You got a lot of people still iffy. They're not even sure if God is this. They're not. There's those questions in the back of their mind. Is it God really real? Lord help us. But when you have been with God and you have spent time with God, like the disciple, no, Jesus is not here, but you can still spend time with God. Spend time with God. Talk with him. Call on him. Listen to him. Praise him. Worship him. And then he'll give the assurance that you know without a doubt in your mind that God is. Hallelujah. Some of us have no confidence in God because we don't spend no time with God. And it goes on. It says, bearing one another, forgiving one another. Oh, my God, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Forgiving one another. Some of us been mad at each other for years. <laughs> and you know what? It's like the, what the Hatfields and McCoy. They've been fighting so long, they forgot what they were fighting about. Uh -huh. But one generation after each generation keep fighting each other. But what was the fight about? I don't know. They were Hatfield. They they were fighting. They got in. Oh, what were they fighting about? I don't know. It was just fighting. And you've been in that state so long. 
you still, you don't even know what the war or what the fight was really about. And while I'm at this, I want to say something as well as in my spirit. People of God, saints of God, believers in God, be careful what you say when in front of your folks. You know, when you're at home, we, sign, we, we have people still, I'm going to call it. We have people still. Here you got your children that you want saved, other family members that you want saved, other people, friends that you want saved. But every time you turn around, you're having people still. Somebody said, what's people still? <laughs> people still is when you sit around and talk about people. They're the topic of your conversation. You actually, <laughs> you're saying that that you don't know, emphasizing that that you might know, might think you know, and then you add on those people, those plate, those, those information in those areas where you can't fill in. And you say, it must have happened like this. So we have people still. And you know, eventually we take the people still, we don't store it in the crock pot, but I think some of us do, because you go on and on. You cook it for so many hours. Sometimes we cook it for years. People still. And do you not know that if you're doing that in front of unsaved folks. Lord, have and even to people that are saved, the one thing they say, I'll never tell her nothing. And never tell him nothing. Okay? People still. Hallelujah, Lord God. Throw that one in there. And it says, People, I mean, uh, uh, forgive. People, please forgive. The enemy holds you captive and binds you up on all those things that you hold in your heart that you fail to release. The forgiveness is not for you. I mean, not for the other person. It is for you. If there has been a conversation or something has happened, and even if you are not sure you said something wrong, go back and address it and make sure you got it right. A lot of us are in trouble. We are not hearing from God because we hold unforgiveness in our heart. And the prayer Jesus said, forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. If somebody is in debt to you and you, if you don't forgive, then God don't forgive you. Release it. Let it go. Deliver it. And I know I said this once before. The young man that shot Chris. The, when I walk into Chris' room, the first thing God said to forgive. And it started from there. Because you don't forgive, you'll never get over it. Right. The trial is going on even right now. That's why I've been all day Friday, but God been with me. I sat there by myself, but God was with me. No, I've been by myself. God's been there with me. Uh -huh. Amen. He's keeping me. Okay, let's go on. 
If anyone have a complaint against another, even as Christ forgive, it goes on. You also must give. God forgave us. You know, we had all kinds of things going on in our lives and sin, and we were, we, we, we were just so bound, and, and, and we were smelling bad, and, and all the different things that were going on. But Christ, God loved us. He gave his only begotten son so that we can have eternal life. And God forgive us. And you know what the same way God forgive us? Why are we holding things against other people? We all have sinned and come short of God's glory. None of us deserve to be in God's kingdom. None of us deserve God's love. God has forgiven all of us. So why are you holding somebody else hostage? And it says, let the word of God dwell richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual singing uh -huh. with grace in your heart. So instead of being angry with them, pray for them. Instead of being angry, rejoice with them. Hallelujah, Lord God. In John 15, 5 and 6, it says, If any man does not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and then gather them and throw them in the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done. If you want God to work in your life, if you want Christ to be effective in your life, be effective to guide you and walk with you and talk with you and to be with you in difficult times, then you must abide in Christ, and the word of God must abide in you. See, a lot of times we hear the word, but the word don't stay with us. That's what we were talking about, the children of Israel. God gave them the word and his commandment, but the word didn't stay with them. They keep forgetting. And a lot of us today, we keep forgetting. And the word of God said, God said, I'll write, write it on your heart. I'll engrave it in there. With a pen, he'll, with a, he'll engrave it in and it will not come up. But you just got to spend time getting in the word of God. Your weapon of welfare is the word of God. You'll have nothing else to fight with. When the enemy come up against you, you got nothing else to fight with. When you're sitting at home all by yourself, you have nothing else to apply but the word of God. People can hug you. They can kiss you. They can shake your hand. They can say to you. And they can do all that. But I once I tell you, when trouble comes, when it's within you, if you don't got the word of God in you, it ain't even going to do. It is the word of God that is in you that keeps you. Because when they don't sing to you, they don't pray for you, and they don't give you a kind word, when they walk away, you standing there by yourself. Just you and God. And if you got God, you're covered. If you ain't got God, you're in trouble. And James 1, and, about, and in the last part of 7, it says, he, a, abiding in Christ means to keep, what abiding in Christ means to keep Christ, God's commandment. James 1, 22, we're almost 20, 24. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Those that hear the word. And don't put them into action in their life. It says you're like a man. You know, if you go to the mirror and you look at yourself in the mirror, comb your hair, get it all fixed up, check your clothes and make sure everything is okay, and you walk away from the mirror. 
And as soon as you pass another mirror, you forgot what you look like. You pass another way. And the first thing you take a glance in the mirror. Some of us got phone now. We can look right in our phone and see if we look all right. But the word of God, the word of God has to abide in you. And it should abide in you richly. And we are to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Some people hear the word so much they can repeat it. Scripture by scripture. But their life don't even line up with the word of God. That is sad. They can repeat it. And, and they can tell you. They can even give words of encouragement to other people. But when it comes down to themselves, they can't even apply the word of God to their own life. The word of God is beneficial when you apply it to you. Because when you apply it to you and you walk in it, then other people see you. The other people see the word of God in action. Not just what you say, but it sees in action. Ephesians 6, the word of God is the part of the believer's armor. It gives power, strength, and wisdom to fight our enemy. Carry it in your heart. If you take it and write it on a piece of paper, sometimes you misplace the paper. Sometimes you may not can't find your Bible to, to pick it up or to get a scripture. You need to get the word of God in your How do you get the word of God? By meditating on the word of God. Read it. Meditate on it. Make it a practice. Start memorizing scripture. Memorize it. Get it in you. So when the devil comes, you don't have to always call somebody else to pray for you. You can reach in you. The issues of life comes out of your heart. It is what's in your heart that determines who you are. So you can reach in you. You don't always have time to go run and find a scripture. You better know who God is for yourself. Luke 6, 4, 6 and 46. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I say? Why are you calling him your Lord? Why are you calling him your Savior when you won't even obey him? Luke 46, 47 to 49. Whosoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is a, like a man building a house who digs deep. Laid and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the steam beat violently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on a rock. What are you building your house on? Who is at the foundation of your house. Is it established on the rock? Or maybe you like the other one. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the sea beat violently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. Some of us are falling by the way you're in despair because the enemy is totally deceiving you. And it's causing you to take down because you don't know who you are in Christ. You need to learn who you are in Christ. 
You need to know who you are. In conclusion, just a few things. But no, let's do one more. Second Timothy 2 and 19. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands sure. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. It should not have a part of your life. In my conclusion, just a few things I want to run back over. I want to say to you today, line up with Christ's plumb line, the principle Paul gave to the church as command. Walk in the new life you have in Christ. Stop letting your past dictate who you are. Lay aside the besetting sins, those things which keep you hunting up, that keep problems from threatening you, that can take control of your life, to hold your environment. Put them at Jesus' feet. Those things that you're struggling with that always seems to be coming up in your heart and in your mind and you're dealing with them all the time, you need to bring them to the feet of Jesus. But he said, come boldly to the throne of God. You'll find grace and mercy and help during that time. And he said, God, well, God is a rewarder of everyone who diligently seek him. Not half seek him, but diligently seek him. See yourself through the eyes of Hallelujah. God. Have confidence in the word of God. His word is sure. If you want your family to receive salvation, you are your family's example. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. God, we come to a conclusion, Lord God. And here we are, oh God, at your feet. God, you know every heart, you know every mind, you know every thought. God, I've given a word that you have given unto me. God, I pray that every heart, every mind that, that I hear, that hears your word. And God, as they walk out the building, let your word still yet ring in their heart and in their ear. Don't leave them alone, God. Trouble their spirits. Oh, Jesus. Travel them until they hear you. Oh, God, let them know that you have a better. That they can't walk in victory. God, let them know, Lord God. Oh, that you're I just waiting on them. That your arms Jesus. are squished up. Still. And oh, you're calling them to come. How and all I they got to do Jesus. is come to the fountain. And you'll pour in water because that they'll never thirst again. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, bring deliverance to those Whoa. that are struggling. Help those, God, that are old, not strong, God. Help oh, them, oh, God, that Whoa. are yet beginning to build their house oh. on you. Help them, oh, God, that is using unworthy oh. tools to build oh. the house, God. How I Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we know that all of our help and all of our strength come from you. Healing and deliverance is in your word. And many are not being healed and delivered because they're not looking in your word. Increase our wisdom, God. Oh, yes, I do. Increase our understanding. Renew our mind. Let your word, oh God. Whoa. Be a light to our path and order our steps. 
Father God, we because thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, how I love Jesus. Come on with me now. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, oh, oh God. Because she first loved me, he is my savior. He is my savior. He is my savior. Oh, he is my savior because he first. Love me. Oh, hallelujah. How I love Come on and sing the song. Sing it, sing it, sing it. Oh, hallelujah. How I love Jesus. Oh, oh, oh God. How I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. As the doors of the church are open, let us stand. He is so wonderful. He, he is. is so wonderful. Oh, he mm -hmm. is so wonderful because you have heard the word today. Ooh, Hallelujah. You have heard the word today. Do you measure up to the plumb line? Plumbing in the word. Everything that she had brought from the Lord, it came out the word today. Everything that she delivered, she taught and she preached. If you are here today and your life don't measure up what was written in the word, what was spoken in the word, you need to come today and give your life to Christ. Or maybe you have backslidden. Today is your day. Come on back to Christ. He is just to forgive you and bring you back in. Or maybe, or maybe you need a church home today. Today is your day to come on in here and join a church, join a church family. We are not perfect, but we serve a perfect God. Hallelujah, somebody. Remain standing as we get ready to close. Is Mr. Naya here? Mr. Naya? Bring her up for me, please. Yeah. Somebody prayed for me. Had me on their minds. Take the time and pray for me. Oh, I'm so glad they... Yes, it is. Oh, Lord. Glad they prayed. For me, somebody. Yes, it is. As we're getting ready to go, Miss Anaya called me this morning and asked me, could she pray? Amen. Amen. She wanted to pray for the church. Amen. And she is here this morning. This, this is still morning. And she and the Lord is going to bless us as she intercedes for us to God. Amen. 
Amen. Put your attention on God this morning. Oh, Father in heaven. Come on, baby. No, I'm right here with the voice of the little child. Right here. Call this lady. It's all right. Our Father and Janet have been away. Be thine and thank you, girl, that will be done on earth. Oh, Father and John in heaven, how lay be the name the kingdom come that will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day a daily pray. As we forgive us, we trust us against us. Lead us not in a temptation, but deliver us from the holy time. In the power of the glory forever. Amen. Amen. God bless. God bless the church and the pastor. Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Give God some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to be encouraging. Amen. Amen. We got to be encouraging. Amen. Amen. That's the, that's, the, that's the future of right now. We got some grown folk that don't even pray nothing. Hallelujah. But she wanted to give God. She wanted to call on God. Hallelujah. If she didn't call none of them, but when she said, Our Father in heaven, she could have said amen right there. Hallelujah. Because that's who, when you recognize who God is, that's why we got to start. We got to recognize who God is. He is everything to us. He's more than your money. He's more than your food. He's more than your He's all in all. Hallelujah. Somebody give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 She done prayed. And now let the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide with us now and forever. And let the whole church say amen. 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 And amen. Give God a hand of praise as you get ready to leave. Amen. You are dismissed. Those on my left.